Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of High Character. We are here today to preview the upcoming UMass series with UConn, just an absolutely huge series coming up this weekend. My name is Cameron. I'm here with my buddy, Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. Episode 10, wow. Feels like we're just cranking out these episodes just week in, week out. Feels good to hear that. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the series. A little nervous, not going to lie. Um, a lot of, lot of big standings implications this weekend. Like not just with our series, I think with the whole series as well. Just a lot of teams battling out for that top spot. But I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, we'll get, in, we'll get into the standings aspect a little bit later. But just like you said, an absolutely huge series against the number 20 ranked UConn. UMass is ranked number 10. Uh, UMass is eighth in pairwise. UConn is 19th. So uh, should be a, a very good ranked matchup, a home-and-home home series um, that I'm very excited about. Has big implications, like we said. UConn coming in, 16-11 uh, and 11 record. Uh, they're 12-6 and six in conference, but they've been pretty hot late, lately. They've won their last four games, all against decent schools, Providence, New Hampshire, Merrimack, BC. Uh, and in their last three games, they've scored six goals in all of them. So uh, pretty impressive showing from them lately. They're, they're a pretty scary team. coming. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely coming to this, this weekend hot. Um, a lot of goal scoring, at least as of late. Um, really hoping that that doesn't come and bite us in the butt later on. Like, we've been a little bit, not, I'm not going to say concerning defensively, but there's been some things to brush up on, of course. And this is going to be the series where it's going to be like, did we make those changes that are necessary to beat a really hot team? And I'm really hoping that that's going to be the case this weekend. Um, I think the boys are buzzing. I think they know the importance of this. I saw a couple quotes on Twitter. I think Andrew Golden putting some stuff out. Um, he was asking guys like Anthony Del Gaizo, just like, you know, what this series means. And they're going to be treating it like a playoff series because they have to, frankly, like that's going to be just the type of series that this is going to be again, huge implications and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, easily the the toughest opponent left on UMass's regular season schedule. Um, UMass is coming into this series off of uh, a so-so weekend. Um, they they lost the game in overtime to the to the basement dweller of Hockey East. I, that's to put it nicely in Maine, um, and they come in with a sixteen nine and two record, eleven uh, five and two in the conference, but they are tied for first in hockey East and they have somewhat of an advantage uh, with six games left to play. Um, so yeah, easily the toughest opponent left after that, it should get a little bit easier, but definitely got to take this series very seriously. If you're UMass. Yeah, no, it feels good knowing that we have two games in hand over the person, like the team that we're tied with. Um, but it does, it's good to know that we can control our own destiny. Like just knowing that if we just went out, we don't even have to worry about any other teams. And I think this series is the one that really means the most because the people that are nipping at our heels right now are UConn. Like they're right behind us. I think we're, we're equal in games played, but I think we're behind them by two points. So the moment, you know, if we were to somehow drop both of these games, we're in really rough shape. I think if we just get one, we're going to keep ourselves in good shape because that means that they can't possibly gain any points on us, which is really all we need at this point because we have such a, in my opinion, easy schedule ahead of us that we can make sure we definitely pick up some points later on. Right. And I think we can fully get into the, the 
uh, conference standings talk now. That is the, the biggest implication of this series. So uh, UMass is tied with UMass Lowell at 37 points, but UMass has two games in hand, two extra games. Um, and UMass Lowell doesn't have the easiest of schedules coming up, two against Providence and two against UNH. So uh, definitely if, if we can get some wins this weekend and set our, put ourselves right in the driver's seat. And like you said, uh, UConn, two points below us, but equal number of games. So very important to, to take advantage of this. And uh, we were talking before, I think if, if either of these teams this weekend win both games, I, I think they're in the driver's seat to win Hockey East. Um, and if it's a split, I think it's very, very intense down the stretch to see who will come out with that regular season championship. Yeah, but I still think, you know, when we were talking about that, I still think even if we just split this series, we're going to give ourselves a very good chance of winning it all in my opinion, just because, again, UConn can't really catch up. We'll have a three-point lead at that point on Lowell. Um, you know, obviously, like, with equal games played. Um, you know, that's just such an important thing to think about here. Um, looking at, I think, uh, yeah, UConn's schedule right here. They got Northeastern and Vermont left to play. Northeastern, I think, would be a tough series for them. Um, they might be able to snag a couple points, you know, but that's a, that would be a very hotly contested series as well. And then they play Vermont, I mean – Vermont's not looking too hot this season, so I think they can definitely get the full six points out of that series. But again, I think it all comes down to the series. This is the top two teams that can make the biggest point implication on the opponent. You know what I mean? Like, because clearly if you're getting points in your game, you're taking points away from the other team. So that's just the most important thing at play here, in my opinion. Yeah. And I mean, we could we could talk about scenarios and the standings implications all day, but uh, eventually the games are going to have to get played. So let's kind of break start breaking that down uh we'll start with the leading scorers for each team uh like it's been uh for the whole season for UMass is Bobby Trevino he's got 35 points this year he's got 15 goals 20 assists and uh very cool graphic came out on Twitter today that uh he moved into fifth place all time on UMass's scoring list which is really cool congratulations to Bobby on that yeah I mean that's awesome to hear from from Bobby he's been such an important piece of just this program in general. I mean, just looking completely past this year, he's obviously been immensely important this year, but just in total, I mean, he played amazingly last season. And honestly, ever since he first came into the program, he's just been such a catalyst and such an important piece of the team. So I'm very happy for him. I hope he's able to, you know, keep his foot on the gas pedal and keep racking up those points that we frankly know that he can. I mean, that's never going to be in question, but I think it'd be good to see him move up that leaderboard just a little bit more. Yeah, and I think there's a chance that he's uh he's 13 points off of fourth place, and uh, I think if I did my math right, if UMass were to win the conference and make it to the Frozen Four, he'd have 13 games to do it in. So obviously, definitely a chance for him to jump up uh, if UMass can make a kind of a deep playoff run. Um, and then for for scoring on UConn, uh, it's kind of split. Ryan. Uh, Verberg has 12 goals. He leads the team. And then Yashlin Kondalik leads the team in points with 26. He has 15 assists. Um, we're taking a look up and down UConn's roster. Uh, seems like they have kind of an upper echelon, a couple guys that have a lot of points, and then pretty, pretty evenly distributed throughout the rest of the team. Yeah, no, their top line, I mean, plus minus wise is either plus 10 or a plus 11 across their, looks like they're their top three forwards. Um, Really solid looking top pairing, at least on the D as well. 
they, they, they're a good team. You know, they're high, they're high in these standings for a reason. Um, they definitely have skill distributed across most of their lineup. I think their depth scoring, at least from what I can tell points wise is looking a little bit better than UMass's. Um, but I think we might have the slight edge in the top line. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And if you look up and down the roster, it's, uh, one thing you'll notice is a pretty old team, pretty experienced team, a lot of upperclassmen. So uh, you could see that kind of translated into, into the, the good season they're having. And uh, that experience is a, is a bit concerning to play against, but should make for very good, very good series. Um, out of the goalies for, for UMass, you know, it'll be Murray. I don't think it's really a question. He'll, he'll start both games this weekend. Uh, just having a, a great year. He's got a nine, uh, 920 save percentage 2.38 goals per game allowed yeah just he's been he's been consistently good making the saves he needs to uh definitely feel comfortable with him in that this weekend yeah no i mean he's obviously going to be our guy there's there's no question about that um it was great to see pavisic get a start you know previously but i don't think it's it's not really his time right now i think i think it's time to get murray in there let him do his thing like these are the series that he's made for he's gonna have to shoulder you know the responsibility as he's always done you know like at least always this season i mean obviously he split time before with with Lindbergh, but you know that's the whole reason why he came back to us he knew that it was his net to lock down these are the type of series where we're gonna have to have him show up and i have full confidence confidence in him that he'll be able to do that Absolutely. And he's, he's shown throughout his whole UMass career. He's never shied away from the big game. I mean, as big as it gets, he wasn't even the starter in 20 end of 2021 season. And he comes in for the frozen four game and just puts up an amazing performance sealed, the, sealed the win for UMass in that overtime game. So never, never shies away from the big opportunities, big moments. And then on the UConn side, their goalie is Darian Hansen, who's got, extremely similar numbers to Murray this year, 2.31 goals per game average, uh, nine, one, nine save percentage. So should be a pretty evenly matched goalie matchup this weekend. Yeah. It's actually pretty funny that I'm looking at these stats now and just hearing them out of your mouth for the, for the first time, looks like Hanson and Murray have extremely similar numbers and both of the backup goalies for this team or for these two teams both have one game played, but Pavisic did better. So I, th- I think if you got, a, if you're looking at it purely just from starting goalies are nearly identical, but our backup got the win, got to give the edge to us there. I think, I mean, <laughs> like it, it, you can't argue with those numbers. <laughs> you heard it here first. UMass has the goalie edge this weekend from guy who won't even be seeing the ice, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, should be, should be pretty even this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you um, put it like that Cameron, come on. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I guess we can. I guess we can get in some of the, the keys to victory for for both of these teams this weekend. Um, one thing I noted, I mean, it it didn't make much of a difference in the last series, but uh, UConn has a horrendous power play. Uh, they they are nine point two percent this year, um, and that was one of the things I really hit on at the end of the series with Maine last weekend. That UMass has to be better on the penalty kill, uh, has to be allowing less penalties. Um, Maine was also a bad power play team, but it, it bit UMass. So, um, I'm hoping you, UConn kind of lives up to their pretty, pretty tough looking power play. Yeah, no, their, their power play has been not ideal. Um, but definitely, I think the, the main thing I want to touch on for the keys of the game is got to play intense early. 
This is a team that, at least looking up and down their schedule and the games that they've gotten, if they score, they score in bunches. Like, again, like you said, last three games, six goals each. If we deflate them right from the get-go, we, we should be able to really capitalize on, like, a lack of energy on their part. At least that's what I'm hoping for. Like, we just need to outwork them and just get ourselves into the game early. Like, it's going to be one of those series where you got to score early, you got to deflate them, take them out of the game at home because – we're going to be playing away at the XL center for the first game. We got to just completely demoralize them. Like we, we have not historically played extremely well in that arena. You know that a lot better than I do, Cam, because you've been to more games at that arena. So you'll probably end up touching on that a little bit later. But the one game that I went to at that arena, eight, eight, two loss. <laughs> it was not a good time. And it was a case where you basically knew that after the first, maybe 10 minutes of that game, we just had no chance. Like, we were getting all the momentum. Their goalie, it might have been, it was either Vlamachka or Huska at the time, but completely stonewalled us. I think from like three breakaways in a row. Mm. And we were just completely out of the game at that point. Like, it seems like the XL Center is one of those arenas where if the team gets the energy from the fans and really gets a good start early, they're going to dominate the game. So we can't let them do that. Yeah, and that, that place has been a bit of a house of horrors for the UMass team the last few years. Um, I, I would expect a very good crowd on Friday night in Hartford. They are selling tickets for very cheap, trying to get a lot of people in the building, and it's their first game this year being ranked. So it uh, should be a very good crowd. You, you want to keep their momentum to a minimum. I mean, like you said, they, they score a lot of goals in bunches. They come quick. Uh, they're kind of skating downhill once they get a couple in. So, so if UMass can, can limit those early scoring chances, I think, They'll be they'll be in business and turn around and come home to UMass, which which should should be good. We hope it we hope it turns out well for them. Um, another thing I just wanted to note: uh, UConn not a great faceoff team. They're under fifty percent, and there's been a lot of talk recently about how dominant UMass can be with the faceoffs. They're close to fifty four percent, so uh, look for that to be a big key for UMass's success in these two games. Yeah, I mean, it all starts with zone pressure. You know what I mean? We win the faceoffs in their zone. We're able to cycle the puck like we know that we can. We're going to have to grind them down. You know, they're they're a high-energy group. They're clearly, I mean, just looking at their power play numbers, they're probably doing a lot of their offense off the rush, right, that I haven't seen them play this season. But they're probably just a team that likes to play with a lot of speed, try and get into, you know, just little channels in the neutral zone and just try and outspeed you. And we got to be able to not let them do that. You know, if we just keep grinding them down, I think the fourth line on our team, I'm assuming that Carvel's going to go with, uh, what was it, Taylor McCarr, Jerry Harding, and was it Ryan Sullivan, I think, on the fourth him line? Or, was, him or Donaldson. I forget. I don't think it was Donaldson because he's one of the, he's one of the more speedy skill guys, yeah. the Ivy League transfer. But, yeah, we had, like, that lineup of death uh, last week on the fourth line where I'm pretty sure everybody was over, like, 6'3", like, 200 pounds. Like, it was just <laughs> – we just got to be able to roll out those sorts of lines and just keep them hemmed in their zone for a while. We can't let, you know, it's, it's simple things, you know, no turnovers, you know, it's, it's going to sound like a generic like hockey intermission response, which is, yeah, get pucks in deep, play the right way, grind them out. But they say it for a reason, because it's right. You know, that's, that's how you play the game. And like I said, if we're just able to grind these guys out and just not let them get comfortable in their own building, if we get a couple quick ones against them and really just shift the momentum and keep them from getting any sort of momentum back, we're going to be getting a dub in that building, carrying all that momentum back to UMass. Where we're going to have a killer crowd 
come Saturday because it's going to be probably the biggest game of the rest of the regular season, most likely. I think if you looked at the schedule in the beginning of the season, you're saying, oh, my God, wow, you know, UMass versus Boston College to end out the season. That has to be the biggest series in the universe at that point. Yeah, no, BC sucks. Screw them. Um, UConn, much more important this time around. So we got to get butts in seats on Saturday and continue the momentum that we're hopefully going to be getting from that Friday game. Absolutely. I, I have been saying it for a while now. I love when UMass has a home-and-home home series where they play the road game first. I think if you can if you could steal that road win, especially uh, in, a, in a loud building, really take the, uh, take the wheels off the, the other team's bus, so to speak, uh, and then you go into the Mullen Center with the bigger ice, uh, really tire them down. UMass is already that kind of team that kind of kind of grinds teams down. You've seen it in some series over the season. I think, I think stealing a road win on Friday would be would be huge. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like if if this is a team again, I've probably mentioned this previously, but if you want to win a Natty, this is the team you got to be able to beat. Right now, they're only ranked twentieth. Like they could be a bubble team for all we know if they don't freaking if they don't beat us and win the the hockey's you know, playoffs or whatever, then they're obviously going to be in the, the tourney then. But if they don't manage to do that, they might not even be in the tourney at all. So if we can't even get two wins against a potentially non-tourney team, what are we really doing? You know, that should be the expectation at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, yeah. we're ranked 10th right now, I believe, maybe 9th. But 10th. yeah, we're, we're ranked 10th right now. Like these are the types of teams that we should be winning at this point to solidify our place as a hockey powerhouse, if you will. And I don't yep. think we should be expecting anything less. Yeah, it's it's really UMass's last last chance to fine tune things against a good opponent before the playoffs. I mean, Vermont and BC, kind of the cellar dwellers there. Uh, so you really want to take advantage of this weekend and as a as a tune up. This is getting closer to the quality of hockey that you're going to see on the Hockey East playoffs and then the national tournament. So definitely something to take advantage of. So yeah, any any other anything else you want to get off your chest about this series? Um, it's basically just to summarize. It's it's do or die at this point. You know that's that's how important this is. Again, we got to treat it like a playoff series. We had two series against opponents that we should have beat handily, and it ended up getting a little dicey. Um, and I'm hoping that this was an opportunity for the players to just really tighten up, just know what's ahead of them at this point. Like, yeah, let's not dwell about the past. The past is the past, but you got to be able to learn from it. You know, the, these, these dicey games mean absolutely nothing. If you don't improve later on, mm-hmm. this is the chance for improvement, forward thinking, you know, ideology that Carvel always has. We just gotta, and I know that we can do it. You know, this is why Carvel's here. It's why the boys are here. They know what to do. We got to do it. Absolutely. And like, like we've been talking about, uh, two wins this weekend, getting that full six points really uh, puts UMass in the driver's seat for winning Hockey East, which would be an amazing achievement, obviously. Anytime you can have the best record in the conference, it'd be it's an unreal season. So, so we're looking forward to that. Um, other than that, I think we're just really excited. We'll be in the building for both games, uh, trying, to, trying to get our first win in the XL Center. Kind of been tough going there the last few years, but uh, – yeah, we're hoping for for a couple of dubs this weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure I don't forget the jersey. Make sure the vibes are immaculate because that that main Friday game that was a weird one. Everything just seemed a little bit off. Everybody on UMass Twitter was saying it. <laughs> if this this game in the XL Center, if any vibe is remotely off, even by a millimeter, I don't even know what type of unit you should use to measure vibes. But whatever whatever that unit is, 
if it's it's off by even a, a fraction of a unit, then everything's going to be off. We got to make sure fans are in there supporting the team. We got to turn it into Mullins. Is it West? I don't even know. Is South. it? Is it yeah, I mean, I, I was just thinking in terms of the Mullins Center itself. But, yeah, got to make Mullins South at the XL Center. We got to get everybody out there. I know a bunch of people from UMass Twitter are going to be going to that game. I have some buddies from an online hockey game that I play coming to that game. Like, we're going to have everybody trying to pack that building, making an electric atmosphere, and hopefully it's a great game. If you are listening to this on Friday morning, get your butt to Hartford. Tickets are very cheap, uh, not that far from campus. Uh, and it'll be a good time. It'd be fun to take over that building. Yeah, there were what, 10 bucks? It was like eight dollars yeah. and like a two dollar fee. Yeah, and as cheap as it gets for hockey East. So get down, get down to the XL Center. Two top 20 teams. I think they were selling tickets two for 20 bucks. It was just twos and twenties everywhere. You got it, you gotta <laughs> get there. They're coming up with clever marketing for it. Reward them a little bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, thanks you guys for listening. Tenth episode feels pretty good. Uh, go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody. Thank you.